Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 144. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Maybe we should finish searching the keep first before Glimmer steps in. Okay, that sounds wise. I'll, uh, I'll keep watch out here, shall I? That sounds good. I would like to watch the spot where it spawned before. You keep an eye on that. I'm going to search around. What happened to Ketchin? You're going to search around inside to keep this time? Yeah. Hepa already did search around, and she didn't succeed her check, so now is your chance to find stuff. Perception. Two purples. I have one success and a threat. All the donuts are gone. Well, that's good. That means Ketchin ate the donuts. Really. I mean, I'm a little bummed out. I wish he would have saved some, but I'm glad that he ate them. Did he leave? I'm not going to take my eyes off the spot. The pig is, is there. The donuts are gone, like, but the pig is The there. pig is kind of, like, strung up to be Drying. Uh, drier. I don't know how pigs get prepared. Really, really it's being, it's rotting. No, you caught it and you dressed it and stuff like that. Yeah, like, you could keep it in a nice smoky fire, but the fire was out. It's not lying in a puddle of mud on oh, the floor. Oh, well, that's a plus. It's there. Plus, you cooked, like, braised some of it and stuff like that. So, right. like, it's not just... I will accept that there's still pork. There's still pork. One cask is missing, but the other cask that the diluted ale... How did we get all these casks in here? They're small casks. They're not, like, very big. Well, like, did he make multiple trips? Maybe he's coming back. Maybe. Do I find... His his bedroll is not there. His bedroll is not here. It's none of his, like, personal... But this is... This is... Oh, he left a note, and we're just like, what's going on? I left you... Dear friends... Here's the ghost with the message. Listen, don't, don't, whatever you do, don't kill it. Yeah, don't, please don't kill my ghost. He has important information that he needs to tell you. Oh my. Would you like me to read this for the benefit of listeners? You can read it, or I can read it in Ketchum's creepy voice, whichever you prefer. I think we start with Trick's voice, and then it fades into Ketchum's creepy voice, so I'll read the first paragraph. I have left. I hope we remain on good terms, but I could not risk remaining in case those of the tunnels had swayed your opinion against me. Those are the tunnels? The trolls? Oh no, the dwarves. I have to remember what Cashin's voice sounds like. He's tired. <laughs> I have left. I hope we remain on good terms, but I could not risk remaining in case those of the tunnels had swayed your opinion against me. I'm grateful for your assistance and your care. I had not realized how far I had let myself go. I shall have to be more careful with the dapper ink cap in the future. Perhaps... With what the staff can show me, I shall need it less. Should you still think well of me, I would very much like to consult with your benefactor, but I think now is not yet the right time. I must conduct a bit more research to determine if this path is a viable permanent solution. In the meantime, as you continue your efforts on his behalf, be wary of those of Alduin. They will not understand. They will not even listen. I have taken the donuts and left you the remainder of the hog. That's fair. 
I feel that is a fair split. <laughs> if you wish to dispute this, or be in touch for any other reason, messages left with Alric of the parting glass in South Tower can reach me. He will not judge you. Catch him. Judge us for what? I will keep the letter. Yeah, I think that's good. Right, so something came to visit the caves that didn't get along so well with the dwarves there. So he had been in the tunnels. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought that was the case. Why didn't he say something? Because he had a bad experience there. I would have thought he would have warned us. I mean, it would have been nice, but the guy was pretty wounded, and it seemed like we were going regardless. I'm guessing well, he... The guy never... didn't make friends easily. Maybe he didn't encounter the bats. You know, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's what you think he should have warned you about, the bats? <laughs> well, any, well, maybe any of it. Well, if he had a bad time of it, but... The... Here's the thing, probably he would have gotten along with bats. All right, that still doesn't explain the ghost. Do you think he's not well-liked? Yes. <laughs> I wonder why. Do you? Because he comes across a little creepy at first. I suspect that's a large part of his problem, yes. He lives alone, like he looks sick. That's already going to be a strike against him for most people. Uh, you know, he's searching for necromantic items for whatever reason. You know, that's going to throw, throw people off. Right. And so are we, and that's why he's worried we'll be judged. You know, but just defense purposes. Uh, do we know who the people of Alduin are? Or do we want, like, a geography check? That would be a geography check. Okay. Average? I'll help us on this one. Ah, yes, Alduin. But why? Well, renowned peoples. Look, let me make a geography check so I can renowned figure out why he thinks we're going to Alduin. What's the difficulty on it? Average. Three successes. You know that Alduin is an island off of the west coast of the continent. It's a pretty decently sized island. You don't know what's there, but you know that it's part of human space, essentially. Why wouldn't you think we would go to Alduin? Uh, I mean, we were talking about merfolk at one point. Maybe he thought we wanted to go, to go fishing. Does Glamour know anything about... Are you going to ask at this point Glimmer to come back inside? Yeah, so like, so Ketchin's not here. As far as we know, there's no connection between him and the ghost. So yeah, we can say, like, all right, yeah, our friend, he definitely left. He left us a note, so why don't you try coming back in? I mean, I guess I could, the ghost hasn't reappeared. Yeah, keep an eye on the ghost part. Okay. Glimmer has axes out. Yep. Asks you to have a, an arrow knocked. I got my lucky arrow. And carefully... Steps through the doorway. I mean, we're watching the spot where the ghost shows up now. If that's where you want to direct your eyes. That's where I'll direct my eyes. You will yeah. see nothing. Okay. Seems good to me. Ghost finished its ass. Apparently. Of forcing the dwarves to retreat. Or protecting the castle from somebody? Same thing. Scaring somebody? No, it worked that on the first time. Maybe that was <laughs> ghost training? What do you know of Alduin? Lower check. <laughs> One mystery is gone. We've got a note. It's a failure with an advantage. Oh, no, no, no. Trick notes. Ah, yes. The Isle of Alduin. Are you making a knowledge check or a lying check? I'm making a lore check. I have lore. I'll have you know I have two successes. We can't okay. work together because I'm thinking about the letter. Yes. <laughs> so, Hepa had made a geography check. Mm-hmm. And she knows where Alduin is and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Home of the greatest... Human Magical Academy. 
Trick has made his lore check and knows that a human magic academy is based on that island. Hmm. Pretty sure Glenn's visited once, showed him a couple things, but they couldn't quite figure it out. Maybe it is an interesting place to go. Probably would be. Why are you suddenly asking all about Alduin? I show Glimmer the letter. You let Glimmer read this letter? Yeah. I was not going to do that, but I'm not going to stop you either. <laughs> all right. Now let me just quickly reread this letter as if I don't know its contents, and I am Glimmer. I mean, I don't... Yeah, no, There's no, some mysterious reasonable. stuff in there, but I don't see anything that would be... There's nothing in there that says, by the way, I'm a necromancer. Yeah, and I... But Hepa's curious about the tunnel thing, so once Glimmer reads it, she wants to ask them what they know about Kutchin. That's why she's showing him the letter. Yeah. Troublesome human who showed up in their tunnels. Okay. There's a lot in this letter that is meaningless to Glimmer. Yeah. Also, Glimmer can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Humans have horrible handwriting. Kutchin does have pretty bad handwriting. Their letters are so squiggly instead of nice straight lines. But the thing that catches Glimmer's attention is the first part about the tunnels. Those are the tunnels. Swing your opinion against. At this point, Glimmer like sees the the small casks sitting on the side there. We bought those from you. Goes over and takes a look at the casks. Seal of unfunding. And this is the the cast off ale too weak for dwarves. This is like the cheapest ale that you can buy. Like dwarves wouldn't buy this certainly, but these casks are like marked. With whatever kind of like stamp or whatever. They were definitely purchased in Undunben. Unnatural light. <laughs> so Glomar puts a few things together. Uh-huh. Glomar has been in Undunben for quite a while and is like, oh, the human you were hanging out with? Yes. That's this human? Yeah. So what happened? Yeah, we gathered that he probably came to visit Undunben at some point. Were you there when he visited? There was this human who would come the last few months, once a month, to resupply and purchase provisions, including this really, really bad ale. Yeah, the guy, he doesn't eat enough, drink enough, so he just gets basic stuff. And the last time he was there, it was suspiciously timed that some undead assaulted the fortress. What's suspicious about it? Like, he's in the front of a bunch of zombies and they're they're chasing him there and he runs to the fortress for protection? Or after he's gone? Like, suppose he were a necromancer. What does he have to gain from some undead attacking his trading partner? That I don't know. It is a matter of... There's been no undead activity around Huntedunban since Gwedry brought it through 30 years ago. Well, we've encountered quite a bit in the last week and a half. But not in the tunnels, no. Up here. Well, yes, but you live right above the swamp where undead are known to unlive. A full day's march away. Yeah, but you live in the tunnels long enough and undead is bound to wander in there eventually. So I agree, you know, suspicious coincidence. How many undead what was Yeah, what, what scale are we talking? There was a handful of them. And they showed up. He was there with some dwarves. And these shambling corpses attacked the dwarves and left him alone. And that's why dwarves were saying it was suspicious that they didn't go after the human who was present, only the dwarves that were present. So, like, we've seen this guy in a fight. 
he doesn't really fight. So was it just that he was cowering behind the dwarves? Or he's all skin and bones? It's like, I don't want to just make excuses for the guy. But like when we were fighting walking courses, well, they were they were pretty focused on us, but we were right. I don't know. You kind of dra- pulled them out of the pulled the corpses out of the, the swamp. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my fault for pulling the thing. It was it was touching. Maybe maybe it just happens that some wandered down from the swamp and followed him through the corridors, but that's not what it looks like to the dwarves. I hear ya. Just saying, you can't just go accusing a guy of being a necromancer. But then again, you're it's not the like one, they hanged him, so... You're the one who's throwing those terms around. I haven't used those terms at all. Right. Have you been avoiding using that term? Let me turn this back on. You were to roll a check. Some sort of, like, rhetorical flourish check. Is this deception? I don't think this is deception. I mean, you guys are just debating. Isn't yeah. there, like, a comment thing that you do? Oh, that's true. Yes, Trick ag- agrees. Catching is a weird guy. But he thinks it's a little bit too much of a leap just... So like, well, you know, it's his fault. That doesn't. I think you need to make a charm check. Okay. And I think you're going to be sad to make a charm check against Glamour. There's three reds, is that Three reds. Glamour is super cool. Uh, would you like to upgrade? I am not going to upgrade. I'll spend the last one. Make it three on three. Nailed it. I have three successes. Okay. Glamour just is partial to you too, budding young bard. And Glamour agrees that you're right. That. There may be some circumstantial evidence, but nobody saw him summon dead. And I think Trickle, he'll, he'll dial it back a little bit. He'll be like, you know what? The dwarves have a, a reason to be suspicious, but you're right. No one there accused him. Well, like, there was definitely dwarven grumbling. Okay, there's rumor, rumor grumbling. That's, I'm not going to deny anyone grumbling. So what Glamour says is, Obviously, Knutin didn't execute him like one of the Westnoth nobles would have, but he was sent to Packin immediately. Was he formally banished or just asked to leave? He was told to leave and not come back. Okay, that's, that's kind of banishing. Perhaps not as extreme as banishing a dwarf from their own home, but... Does that happen to someone you know? I think a cool chip was your, <laughs> uh, your vigilance. Two purples? <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Triumphant success here. You know that'd be a great story for I'm a dwarf sure, who's forced I'm to sure travel it's to dwarves over the years. <laughs> now and then. No, I heard about this dwarven cleric who got banished from his home. <laughs> Went on to become a totally big deal. Don't remember his name. Though. So he was concerned that we would hear about that. I'll be honest. When I first saw him, it did cross my mind. Now. I mean, yeah, it definitely crossed my mind, but. But I, I think. He's too intelligent to try to attack a fortress with a handful of undead, even if he were... I agree. It doesn't make any tactical sense what happened. Now, like, if someone didn't have full control over undead, they had summoned, or accidentally summoned. Or they followed him in. I don't even think he had that ability. Like, if he wasn't, again, if he was a necromancer, he didn't have a necromantic control crystal. A necromantic control crystal? Yeah. What's this? That's what necromancers use to control undead. I thought that, that kind of came with the name. I've certainly never heard of one of these before. Well, you got to learn something new then. Check it out. But what would they study? What would be comprised of the necromancy magic if not to control undead? You would think they'd have to be able to do it at least a little bit without a control crystal. I literally have no idea how necromancy works, so I'm going to own up to that one. <laughs> it would be odd to have such just a whole field of magic and 
you need a crystal to be able to do a very fundamental piece of it, I would think. I don't know. Maybe that's the dark secret of necromancy. They can only be practiced artificially. And so what do you do know of necromancy on these crystals that you're talking about? As previously stated, literally nothing. You know of them? When you find in a battlefield such as in the swamp, where necromancers presumably fought, sometimes you'll find artifacts like a broken well, wand. Trick Manu tells the story yeah. the daddy said about about turning away the undead. With the well, that's not a story. That's what our benefactor, as our friend Ketchin calls him. Yeah, uh, Uncle Thran wants to like study this so he can better understand how to defend against undead. Now, there was a, a case that he was going off of somebody that had controlled... That had turned away undead with a control crystal, wasn't that? I, the I GM, will remind you that the Null Stone was employed to help defeat Mal Ravenel. Oh, yeah. yes. I guess it's the Null Stone. Tell the story of the Null Stone. Well, yeah, it's like the Null Stone and Mal Ravenel. <laughs> Ooh, a trick doesn't know any details about that. No, but that was one of the things that Thranduil was basing his hope upon, that right. something could be done with crystals. Right, so then I, if Trick isn't going to tell a story, then Hepa will say, well, okay, with the goal of imparting the information... Hepa uh, <laughs> <laughs> states up front what the purpose of her story is. We got my thesis statement in the first sentence. <laughs> she's laid out a red of paper. Yeah, she's not going to make it an adjective story. This story is to communicate facts. Yeah. Daddy told us a story of the Null Stone that was used to, what was it, turn away the undead or destroy the undead? It was used to defeat. It was used to help defeat the key necromancer guy who was controlling the huge army that ravaged the land 30 years ago. So it is his, I don't know why I trust Glamour more than, oh, because Captain was kind of creepy and Glamour's is not. <laughs> a dwarf and not a creepy human. You don't have to earn it so much. Um, that similar control crystals may be used to ward off the undead or to defeat. Or you understand how necromancers are using them. You can build general defense. Use economics to control the supply of control crystals so necromancers can't get their tools anymore. I don't know. Drive up the price. We don't know if there's actually a crystal that's specifically geared towards necromancy or if it just you can just use a crystal to power something that would be able yeah. to... And does this have something to do with your rune shard? Well, we're not sure if the rune shard is perhaps a could be used as a control crystal the same way. If it powers, it would power the same thing, or if it's aspected towards what it does. Also, we found it in the super creepy staff with a skull on it, which I feel like is a true. relevant detail. True. That was a very. And where's that now? Oh, Ketchup took that. That's we wanted the crystal. You removed the skull to extract the shard? Yeah. That skull is still on the ground. Oh, okay. Oh, Ketchin didn't want the skull. Hey, you so. want the skull. I mean, I guess we should take the skull back, too. Are you sure that's a good idea? You know what? The skull's here. I'll sure. put it in my back. I mean, so Daddy can study it. Fair enough. What, like, what kind of creature did this come from? Is it? You're like, not sure if it actually came from a creature. You can make a... You want a forbidden check or a lore check? Is forbidden a thing we can get? Knowledge uh, forbidden? You are not allowed to put ranks in knowledge forbidden. You would unless... say we're forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> You're forbidden from putting ranks in knowledge forbidden without consulting the GM. Okay. Because you would have to have an in-story reason for gaining that knowledge. Okay, okay. Like we're super best friends with a necromancer. Maybe one day you will be. Uh, anyway, would you like a lore check? Or would you like forbidden or adventuring? I think adventuring is actually the appropriate 
thing to roll here. Is this average, or you want to upgrade to get all the points? No, I think average is fine, but I'll upgrade it for your sake. Well, good news, I don't have a despair and accidentally summon a zombie. I even had success with two advantages. You are fairly certain that this skull has been assembled as an artistic thing to be creepy. Yeah, well, no, I didn't think any creature had a head this size was cool to us, but it sounded cool. It's got two curling horns coming off of it, and it's got, like, an exceptional... It's not just like, oh, it's got two incisor tusks. It's got, like, five or six or seven of these things hanging down. Like, nothing could eat that way. There's no like, bottom jaw, but still, like... These orc tusks? And the, the skull itself looks like an elf or human skull. The fact that it's elf or human is especially troubling to Humanoid. trick. Yeah, it's a humanoid skull. Well, as a piece... Was I ever able to activate it? Did we leave before that? Because I would try. I want to know which pieces have magic. If you want to take that skull from him and try to do something with it now... Are you sure you that's can. a good idea? What you had a chance to do was you had the staff intact with the crystal attached. Uh-huh. That is when you did your vortexy thing. And at that time, you had the... Oh, because we were going to experiment with the staff later. Right. So I didn't have a chance because Captain has that. But yes, I, I'm going to put the crystal, my bag down with the crystal so it's not... Nearby. Yeah, so I will... Are you sure can that's I a good idea? That, can I see that trick maneuver? Like, this is how stories about necromancers get started. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do with it. She just asked you to just see ask it. You just asked me to see it as I'm holding up this creepiness. And uh, trying to figure out where it came from. Yeah, I would like a charm check or something from you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can wait till you're done. No, 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 no. <laughs> make, make the roll. I mean, Trick's not especially vigilant about it, but... Oh, to see if I can, you can tell that I'm going to do something? Oh, just, yeah, yeah, If it's charm or if you feel like it's deception. I mean, there's precedent here. Like, Trick was concerned after the battle with the bats that you were a little too into your crystal. I, I feel like it's probably just charm. Well, you know what? They're probably the same, but yeah, I, probably. I don't know that I was thinking I needed to be deceptive with it. Okay. About what I was going to do. Uh, then it's a red and two purples. No, I fail. Okay. How are you interpreting this failure? Yeah, like Trick gets the the feeling that like Hep is like really eager. Like, why don't we? Well, I could say I'm gonna I want to try something. Why don't we let your dad check it out first? Like, we don't know what this thing could do, and it's got the creepy vibes. Like, Ketchin didn't even touch it. Does it give you creepy vibes now? Like, as Trick <laughs> stares at it, like a little bit, yes. Well, no, not when you're looking at it. Yes. <laughs> I close my eyes. Because I can feel creepy. those creepy, like, someone crafted this. Do you want to carry it to keep it separate from the crystal? That's probably a good idea. Uh, sure. I will carry the creepy skull. And I will put it off of my list. I didn't no, realize... I don't we... eat my rations, pal. I didn't realize we had a separate piece left. I thought it was still attached to the staff. You had kind of, like, popped it off to get the crystal, and it now becomes apparent that Katjen did not reattach it. But the staff, definitely not here. I mean, that, that was the, the, the trade we made. We At the time, the you guys said, like, ooh, we don't know, like, what the deal is with this thing. Why don't we separate the two pieces? And, like, that'll keep them safe. Yeah. Kachin has taken that step. And I guess it's obvious from that that he feels like he can do something with it. Or he just needed a walking stick to get back to civilization. What is the dapper ink cap? Yeah, well, that's a good question, too. Is that a disease? Or what did he say, go easy on it? Or He said, I'll have to be more careful with the dapper ink cap in the future. Perhaps with what the staff can show me, I shall need it less. I feel like that's a medicine check. Medicine check? Like, I feel like he's got some disease that he's trying to hold at bay. Um, I think it's a lore check in general. I'm open to that, too. It is actually an alchemy check. 
of what a dapper kneecap is. Oh, we actually have alchemy. We have. I will roll for that. Yeah, I'll roll on that. You guys rolling separately or we're we're rolling separately. Okay. I'm not comparing notes with you. I want to know what the dapper kneecap is. How, yeah, how hard is this? I'm going to say this is average. Because this is just what is dapper kneecap. And if you have advantages, you may learn more. I have only two successes. I've got two successes and an advantage. So it's like a potion or whatever. It is specifically is a type of mushroom. You have advantage. You know of some druid in your village that is like the potion maker, alchemically oriented, who may be able to tell you more about it. You know that is on the list of things. Do not eat this. Do not consume this thing. That, well, he doesn't say that he's consuming it. No, no, yeah, yeah. but that's what your education, you guys, you both know, like, this is the name of a mushroom. Don't eat that. And Hepa specifically remembers, like, this Maybe is... he did eat some on accident. It's, like, bad for your stomach. We can ask Fenowin. Sounds perfect. She'll know. Fenowin, she's the one, she's got things growing in her hair. Like, moss or something is growing in her hair. Oh, yes, Fenowin. Yeah. I just found that odd. Shows an abundance of life around her. I suppose that's true. She's got to reframe it. Wait, that not that down the path of, like, Druid or whatever? Like, you grow wings and get moss? And <laughs> you grow wings and get moss. <laughs> I don't think the moss was required. That's an added element she added. But actually, the artwork does show, like, it does vines, vines growing, growing around. Them. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of plant stuff in the imagery. Yeah, she's just more experienced. Yeah, I, just, I think there's a small pine tree growing out of her... Right, so she's going to know. I'm worried about the roots getting in. She's perfect. She obviously has a lot of knowledge. You're totally right. She has moss in her hair. Who would know more about plants than someone who's got plants on their head all the time? <laughs> okay, so I'll make a note to ask Fenowin about the dapper cap. Okay, so maybe going back to the village isn't such a bad idea. All right, but you know what? It was late when we got here. Yes. Are you spending the night in the keep? I don't see why not, other than, you know, the creepy ghost. But I think we dealt with the ghost. Are you posting watches? I think that would be a survival-y thing to do. Yeah, I think, and Glimmer was pretty beat. So. I mean, do you want to camp here? Yeah, I think it's fine. We got a fire going. You got walls. Got my lucky seven-leaf clover. I'm not sure it's actually clover. I'm going to need a little bit of ham. Please. Not quite as good a spread as Newton laid out. And pour over the letter. To see what, like, it was so cryptic. Like, <laughs> we hidden messages. How many different things you need to be curious about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what else is it? Right, he likes donuts. Next time we see him, we gotta make sure he's some more donuts. I think it's funny that he thought that we might dispute the food distribution. That would be a lot of work. <laughs> like, we're gonna go to this thing, and that would be the big concern we have, is that you took the donuts. Bring back a, a rotten hog. We're like, I won. What's left of those donuts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flies everywhere. Maybe it was his sense that it was his sense of humor. It just didn't come through on the. Yeah, that was my attempt. That was Katchen's attempt at making a joke. Yeah. He tried. There. <laughs> All right. You have camped for the night at the keep. So at least I guess we know where Katchen went to school. Maybe, or like he knows those people. He probably did go to school there. It's pretty magical academy, and I guess he probably has some magical training. Maybe he was probably bullied. Almost definitely. <laughs> Even in mage school, there's got to be some kind of social pecking order. We do not need you guys to make geography or survival rolls to get you back to your village. It does take a couple days of 
travel over land to reach there. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot one detail. What's that? Before you left the keep, Glamour did set up a little green flag at it of the kind that were in Undoven. That would actually elicit a, a response, I think. I want to know. No, 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 you don't okay. ask Kepa Will. I think Trip, like, are you claiming this keep for Undoven? No, I'm simply marking it as a safe place to stay for other travelers. Yeah, but do the dwarves of Undunman see it that way, or is that how you see it? They're the closest proper settlement. They're the most recent refresher of my supply of Right, right. I'm just saying other people might look upon it as though they're claiming territory. They might get upset. You want to take it down? I think we should, like, put another one up, maybe. Just so it's clear that, like... So, what, are you going to leave behind to mark something? Oh, I need to, like, make a little uh, flag with a tree on it. So you can see a tree, so you're in the forest. <laughs> so you take some little scrap of cloth and yep. draw a little tree on I'm it. Try to draw a tree on it. With, like, a soot stick. Yep. Okay. So everybody knows. Uh, I don't know what a Saurian would put in their flag. Because this didn't have any kind of emblem on her. Not anything that you recognize as such. Yeah. Is this a common known thing for travelers across all races? Is this across dwarves? Is this across travelers? A green flag? Peppa's curious about this flag thing. The green flag is specifically like Knuton's. Ah, okay. His banner. But is customary to set out signs of welcome for if like travelers can expect to be welcome to stay in places. Or for those who travel across open country to indicate that a place makes a good campsite. Do you specifically wish to stop by Connie and Marvin's on the way or not? I'm just asking because you seem to be about networking, Trick Manu. And you did tell Mary Ellen the Carter that there might be things she might want to, like, connect with them the cart. If it's on the way, then, yeah, I'll, I'll pay a social, a quick social visit. I don't feel a need to... Okay. I don't need us to roleplay it out. I just wanted to know whether it happens or not. I think you could say it happens. The Trick swings by... Like, there's probably, like, some crossbows at the ready, like, not this time. Uh, it'll let him know that. It might be Mary Ellen the Carter might be willing to help transport some things for them. Okay. She's in the know. She's got some good networks. Uh, let's just say she's not friends with the tax man either. Okay. Will Glamour talk about aging? Because Kepa's curious about that. Starting with, have they ever seen older humans, do they get and lose their teeth? <laughs> Does that happen to dwarves? Okay. And whatever Glimmer will tell her, if there's a point where Glimmer won't tell her, she will probably ask other questions about other things. Yeah, now I'm pretty sure Hepa's a necromancer and wants to live forever and never get old. Glimmer does not shy away from talking to you about what old age looks like for humans. Glimmer right. has met plenty of old humans. So they do lose their teeth, because that's... Some of them do. Okay. Because Hepa still thinks that maybe Connie and um, Marvin might have been lying to her on that, just teasing her or whatever, so, okay. Glimmer will admit that they haven't made a practice of studying teeth? You've seen it happen. That's what she's, okay. They've definitely encountered humans who are missing teeth. Right. And have also met quite aged humans who are, like, all gums. That at least gives her another data point. Now, that could just be from a lifetime of getting into barroom fights. Oh, but she did ask Kachin, and she doesn't think Kachin would tease her like that. He's way too serious for that. And, yes. Some humans get gray hair, some humans get white hair, some humans lose their hair, 
and things to be concerned about. Glamour will like gesture at their own hair and say they've certainly seen more summers than probably the two of you combined. So that is similar in dwarves. Dwarves are hardier folk than humans are, and so less inclined to lose teeth. Might also have something to do with the diet. Hmm. How to just drinking but is ne- what grants dwarves their extended lifespan. <laughs> Everybody needs to drink. Neither of those things happen to elves. Well, elves are different. Oh, how so? Dwarves could tell you a thing or two about how they think elves are different. Probably your own people would tell you different stories. <laughs> okay, so then it sounds like dwarves age similar to humans and elves age differently. But dwarves do live longer than humans live. Okay. Hepa's happy to get a little bit more information about that, and she can ask. It could be that she asks so many questions, as long as Bummer will answer her, maybe at some point later on, you're like, oh yeah, you get a blue die because you asked right. a question about this thing, <laughs> and Glimmer knew it, or whatever. Yep. Oh, look, you succeeded in knowledge check. That's because Glimmer told you. Right. All right, so you get back to the legitimate edges of the Esperin Forest, the area that nobody can dispute is a tree line. Walking around, like, what? Oh, oh, like, that's, as soon as we see that tree... Welcome to the Espen Forest. <laughs> the first tree you see. And like, Glimmer can't see it because it's over a hill or something. <laughs> I thought we were in the forest. Well, just now, you, you, could, you could see it. Isn't it right? the Esmark Forest? Esmark Hills. Oh, Esmark Hills. Okay. But there's this dispute about what it means to be a forest. Right. But yes, you get to the section that has thicker trees. You get to the edge. This is known as the down wood, much more densely. And... Filled. You go just a little ways in when I need you to make vigilance check. Initiative or? This is just average. I have three successes and a threat. One success and one threat. Does Glimmer need a check? That's a yeah, still pulled it off. Yes, but with advantages. So everybody succeeds this. Hepa and Trick, you each take one strain. Maybe because you're embarrassed. Because... You have only gone a little ways into the forest when suddenly a whole bunch of elves with arrows knocked and drawn spring out. We've never come back in. <laughs> I'm going to make a cool check to as though I knew what was going on the whole time. I'm happy to let my face just be as red. I feel like this is hard at this point just because of the size of the group. Yep. You're trying to make everybody here believe that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two successes. Uh, so I see somebody I know. Yeah. There is... Elves with bows, there's elves with swords, there's elves with, like, cool red bandana tying their hair back. Right. And then they kind of, like, gesture with their, like, chin, like... Renwick, didn't you see this dwarf invading? It took you this long? No, this is our our good friend Glimmer. Please, Dimmer. Ah, check my new. What are you doing bringing a... A dwarf. He's super broke. <laughs> He's got the bandana. What are you doing bringing a dwarf in our forest? Ah, uh, 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 not a dwarf. Uh, that's a dwarf. Glimmer happens to be a dwarf, yes. Uh, Glimmer is sort of like a dwarfish, like one of our scouts visiting. So you're places. bringing a dance party for a dwarfish army into our forest? Quite the opposite. Would you like to make a roll? Sure, this feels like a charm. Yeah, you are one. getting a blue die because of advantages on Glimmer show, as Glimmer looks as uh, as undangerous as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, dwarfs are bigger. Is this hard, or is it like a red and a purple? What do you think? This is 
going against a bro, so I feel like they're pretty cool. So one purple? It's a red and a purple. Okay. Can I help? How will you support this? I can say that Glimmer is a guest. Mm. Ooh, that's an official. I mean, I think it'd be, maybe I pull up the proper upbringing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Three success, two advantage. We, Hepa and I, visited a dwarven fortress on Fundane. They were kind enough to let us visit. It would be sad day indeed if dwarves had better hospitality, hospitality than our own elves of the Esperant Forest. Okay. You have advantages here. Do you have any ideas on them? They are inclined to, like, send a couple of their number with you. Uh, I think it's that, like, Glimmer is with us, uh, but please keep a lookout. Keep an excellent lookout here on the the midwood part of Esperin Forest. Why aren't you out on the edge of the forest? <laughs> you know what we encountered undead not three days hence from the forest? That's why you shouldn't leave the forest. The forest is safe, because we keep it that way. The mid-forest is safe, but the outskirts forest, anything could happen. But you're doing a good job. Alright, so you do not wish them to send? No. Alright, then you can continue. Once we're out of earshot, I would like to apologize to Glimmer. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Maybe it's going to be a little more formal. Please accept my sincerest apologies. I did not think ahead. <laughs> yeah, I uh, didn't think about that. We don't get a lot of visitors. Particularly new visitors? I think you handled that quite well. I mean, we got into, you know, your fortress quite a bit more easily. But you also had a guide there, didn't you? Yeah, but it wasn't like somebody, it wasn't like the Dwarvish guard at the door was pointing a spear at us. No, he, I mean, he yelled down. He yelled down. yelled out, up and... But it wasn't an ambush set up for that's us. That's true. I guess that's the difference between having proper gates and having just, like, a territory that you say is your home. I suppose it's true. It's hard to put up gates when the trees are your walls. What would they hide behind in the tunnels? Rocks? Hey, there's plenty of ways to craft rocks so that they they look natural, but they have cavities. Hmm. This <laughs> is like the things that Hepa thinks about. How would the ambush work in the tunnels? If just you're not a form. flying bat. There's a lot more shadows there, too. Yeah, and, and shelves. Higher up, caves of different heights. Let's try that, like a dwarf could fit into a place that an elf couldn't. But I may be much less concerned if I was sitting on a stash of weapons like they were. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, yeah. I, many of those were for, for sale, but the dwarves of Undone have quite a few of them wrong. Could boost some confidence. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So were those like a proper scout? Can we tell if that was proper? Or is that like a bunch those, of students? Or can we tell? Those were not scout scouts. The official scout group are the ones that are mounted and typically go further afield. What you encountered was essentially like a border patrol sort of situation. Okay, so they were like official border patrol, but not like the elite of the elite. Yeah, like Renwick was, is in charge of them and is like a skilled fighter, but there's definitely some kind of like newbies okay. in Did among them. you say it's them. the junior citizen brigade? I would say it's like in a Shakespeare play, you've got like your people who are, are the town patrol kind of thing. It was that level. It wasn't like a super serious level as 
you could tell by the fact that he talked them down. Like, there was no nobility among them. Right. But on the other hand, it wasn't like some ragtag group that's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we're protecting the forest. Or, yeah, it wasn't okay. like, it wasn't so, the wasn't local the gang, like, yeah. out sh- to shake you down. Well, I, I didn't know if it was just a bunch of elves that are like, oh, yeah, what are you doing in forest? They have some sort of a duty. They were maybe a bit cavalier. They don't get a lot of action. Yes, they were perhaps overexcited to have, like, somebody to to challenge. Yeah. But they they were doing their job. Jim Jennifer here. In the Battle for West Knot video game, whenever a unit moves onto a village, a little flag shows up, marking the village for their side. When you move one of your units onto an opponent's village, you replace their flag with your own. In the video game, those flags are used to generate income for your army. We've adapted the flag concept to fit into our game world, and you can see some of that in the artwork Del Borovic did for us, where several of them are on display in the upper left. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.